downtime. What are we supposed to do in this time, in this season? We know that the word Advent comes from the Latin word Adventus, meaning coming or visit. And it begins four weeks before Christmas and ends on Christmas Eve. And during Advent, we prepare for and anticipate the coming of the Christ. Are we ready? People get ready. We wait. We wait, but we wait with hope. And so we begin this new church year. Church year begins first Sunday of Advent with two texts from the lectionary. The first is from the psalmist, Psalm 80. And we hear these words. Hear us, shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who sit enthroned between the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh, awaken your might, Come and save us. Restore us, O God. Make your face shine on us that we might be saved. Let your hand rest on the man at your right hand, the son of man you have raised up for yourself. Then we will not turn away from you. Revive us, and we will call on your name. Restore us, Lord God Almighty. Make your face shine on us that we may be saved. And from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 64, we hear this cry. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you, as when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil. Come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you, you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. You come to the help of those who gladly do right, who remember your ways. The words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As I listen to myself read those passages of scripture. I hear people who are fed up. They're worn out. They're longing for God to come. And I know that a lot of us are in a similar place right now with our COVID fatigue. This is simply not going away. And suddenly it hits close to home. I know that there were many annual family gatherings that were unable to happen this Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving looked different for many of us. Janet and I were home alone in quarantine. And now with the children getting older and uh, partners in their their life, we know that it's going to be two years before we get to have Thanksgiving with our oldest child as this was our year our year. It wasn't just Thanksgiving. We know that Christmas is going to look different. And in this, I just kind of throw up my arms and say, enough is enough. I am fed up. My sister-in-law got me a little gift, and hopefully Mary can, can zoom in on it. It's a plaque that says, don't make me come down there. Signed, God. I wonder if that was her way of saying I should preach a little more 
fire and brimstone, but, but don't make me come down there. But you know what? I am fed up. I want God to act. God, come down here. Revive us. Restore us. Save us. Hear our plea for redemption. Because many of us have, we feel like we've had all we can take and yet we know, we know it's going to continue. Over 265,000 deaths just in our own country. And you know, when you add up the combat deaths of the American Revolution, World War I, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the Gulf War, Afghanistan, Iraq, we have lost 117,000 more Americans to COVID than we did in any of those times of combat. Yes, we're fed up. And so we cling to the promise of today's scripture that God acts on behalf of those who wait for him. And we wait. We wait with hope. Advent calls us to be busy with what Jesus calls us to do and to be alert for all the ways in which Christ shows up in our midst, surprising ways, little God nudges, God winks. This season of Advent is about expectation, about waiting for Christ, but often it seems like we're only waiting for little baby Jesus in the manger. And as important as it is for us to see the birth of the King of Israel as a humble one, Advent isn't just about waiting for a baby in a manger, it's about expecting Jesus Christ here in our own messed up lives right now. I read this week that the Hebrew word for wait can also mean hope. The psalmist says, I wait for the Lord, and in his word do I hope. Do I hope? You see, there are dozens of ways of waiting, but only one way to hope. We can wait patiently or impatiently. We can wait fearfully or in keen anticipation, as realists or as impossible dreamers. It's possible to wait so long that you can kind of even forget what you've been waiting for. Many of us have that experience. We are waiting. We are dreading. Dreading what one health expert promised would be our darkest winter. Winter 2021 our darkest winter as COVID-19 spikes and spreads in regions that thought that they themselves were isolated from the worst of it. But we're always waiting for Christmas. But this year with no grandparents perhaps or siblings or cousins or other relatives gathered around the tree, with no safe way to shout out loud and sing those great Christmas songs, so much has been taken away from us. And for those who have been laid off or downsized, there's not the same amount of money to buy all the things that we want to give to those that we love. And so in this time of being fed up, in this time of crying out, God, come down. We must never lose sight of the real significance of Christmas, and that is that God did come down, that God took our flesh. 
I know with our small groups, we're going to be contemplating incarnation, which really is from a Latin word meaning embodiment or becoming flesh. The God that created all that is, who sustains the universe by his power, came to us, came down in Jesus. God did not simply inspire Jesus or speak through Jesus as God might inspire or speak through people today. No, incarnation claims that God actually became flesh in Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us. Now, when we start to think about it, people can really get bogged down with the how of incarnation, just like people get bogged down with with the how and when of creation, as Genesis tells it. But I think more important is the who and the why. And so we, in this holy season, need to explore the why God came down and to what end. Why would God come to us in Jesus? I mean, what is the purpose of incarnation? How are we meant to respond to the incarnation, to Jesus' coming to us today? Friends, the real significance of Christmas is that God came down. Jesus Christ, Son of Man, God incarnate. We heard in the text just a few moments ago that verse that said, Let your hand rest on the man at your right hand the Son of Man who you have raised up for yourself. We want the right hand of God, that strong right hand right here, right now. Now, no offense to those of you who may be lefties. Do we have any lefties in the room right now? My grandmother was born left-hand dominant, and she was a little girl at the turn of the century. And any time a teacher caught her doing something with her more dominant hand, they would whack it with a ruler. Left-handedness is less common, only 10 to 12% of individuals on earth. We know that men are more likely to be left-handed. We also know that over the years, the percentage of people who are left-handed has continued to rise, has continued to rise. But we know this right hand of God, this strong right hand of God, this image of, of God having this strong arm and, that, and being blessed on the right side 112 times in the Bible like the psalmist that said, give victory with your right hand and answer us so that those whom you love may be rescued. Or from Psalm 138, though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve me against the wrath of my enemies. You stretch out your hand and your right hand delivers me. Or as Jesus says of himself in the 26th chapter, Jesus said to him, you have said so, but I tell you, from now on, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. The right hand, strong right hand, blessings. In that culture that Jesus lived in, the right hand was the hand to bless. It was the clean hand. You did all the dirty stuff with your left hand. So I have a, a funny picture. I, I hope it translates well. You can see uh, it is a picture of Wesley Theological Seminary. That's where I received my master's degree and my doctorate uh, degree. And, and that's right there in Washington, D.C., right on Massachusetts Avenue. And we know that if you travel down Massachusetts Avenue, it's, it's also Embassy Roll, the whole world represented. But can you see what is happening there? The artist who was commissioned to do this got mixed up 
and instead of having the right hand of blessing, blessing Massachusetts Avenue, yep, that's Jesus' left hand cursing uh, Massachusetts Avenue. They left it up there. It's now just a good story. But we want that blessing. We want that strong right hand. Scripture tells us Jesus is at the right hand. And because Jesus is in that favorite position at the right hand, we can see he is a priest. And as a priest, Jesus prays for us. We see that with the strong right hand, Jesus is king. And so Jesus protects us. We see at the right hand, Jesus is the high prophet who gives us the true word. But most importantly, we see at the right hand is the Son of Man, the Savior, who intercedes for us. And so, yes, we should have hope. One of the staff members here this week shared a, an account of being asked, point blank, what gives you hope right now in these difficult days? The answers were children, stories of resilience, observing and feeling love, but ultimately, the greatest source of love is God. And so, God, come down, save us, come down, restore us, come down, revive us. Almighty God, hear our plea for redemption. Brothers and sisters, God is with us in our suffering, loving us, walking with us, comforting us. I don't believe God is the cause or author of suffering. I believe God is always working for good, that our God is a God who is somehow able to take horrible and rotten things and create something beautiful out of the rubble. God came into the world amidst violence, oppression, and despair and was able to bring life from that darkness. And I believe that God is with each one of us in our challenges and our suffering, comforting us and consoling us and trying to bring good out of that which was so bad. And that's what makes God, God. And so, yes, we reject this, and we say, come, Lord Jesus, come. We are waiting, and we wait with hope for God to come down. With anticipation, we wait. With hope, we wait for Emmanuel, God with us. Amen.